feel Yeah, I can tell you I give thanks, yeah uh, I give thanks when I wake up in the morning And we're back, 2017, with the Puck Report and the Podcast Here we go Hey everybody, uh, this is episode number one of 2017 with Chris Domino is coming up here Chris came over, we had a quick half an hour power hour Chris just wanted to talk about his new gig over at Jackrabbit restaurant uh, It's super exciting, so he'll tell you a little bit about that He talks about the Chef Cycle bike show and uh, the Sack Lunch PDX program He's been doing a bunch of cool stuff, he's a busy guy And he's been out on his bike a little bit, riding he says So he says, yeah, we get to talk to Chris um, And it was great Half an hour seems to be the perfect uh, podcast length. I've found. We just cranked it out. We got a couple, um, you know, couple drinks in really quick. Got the catch up, and it was great. Uh, he also was the first uh, member to come to the new studio setup. We have been blessed to be sponsored by Foley.com. We got some great new seats here. So the studio set up with some four awesome seats. We got the microphone set up bunch of cool stuff happening so if I can just get my shit together and stay on top of it and get more guests we're gonna get as many guests as we can for you this 2017 just people in Portland exciting people a lot of cool things coming up so go check out fully.com they got a lot of great stuff like ergo chairs and everything you need to make your life a lot easier especially if you're in the business world so thank you to fully but without any further ado yeah check this next episode out and uh, stay tuned Love you. Uh, I give thanks when I play, I give thanks when I fight, I give thanks for my wrongs, I give thanks for my rights, I give thanks for this beat, I give thanks for the mic, I give thanks for my moms, I give thanks for my wife, I give thanks for the struggle, I give thanks for the hustle, I give thanks for the prayers that keep me out of trouble, I give thanks for the herbs, I give thanks for the word, I give thanks for my life, even though it's Cheers. Hey, thank you. Happy 2017. And you. Maybe pull that thing up a little closer and get right in there. That'll get personal. Better. Get personal. <laughs> I love talking with things in front of my mouth. Yeah, so we got a, a, a power half an hour here. Okay. Um, guys, this is the first podcast. Well, I had another one with a girl, Joanne Schindley, and she's been on as well. And we did a podcast a couple weeks ago when Club 21 was closing. Oh, a sad day. So we went out there and set the mics up. It was pretty hilarious because we were talking. Music was cranking. It was like a party because that place was going away. Yeah. You know, it was like the last day at like your fort when you were in high school. You know, when you're like everyone's, everybody was there. Oh, yeah. People were, cheers. People were like, uh, who is this, like NPR or something? Like a lot of people were chiming in. It was oh, pretty that's cool. funny. Yeah. But we can't, I can't really put, well, I have that as a segment, a, a section of, um, I want to put into another podcast. So I want to get her back on the show. Nice. She went to the Women's March in D.C. Oh, cool. Yeah. And she's a stand-up comic. But today, that's not that. That's in the past. Today we have Chris Domino. What I really want to talk about is the, uh, well, the, the sack lunch thing. How'd that go? Uh, amazing. We had a fantastic party last Saturday night. I'm not going to lie. Um, way more than I could have way more people than I could have possibly thought would ever show up. I didn't know that the combined 12 of us had this many friends and it was, it was awesome. Cool. Yeah. 
um, myself and, and 12 other chefs around Portland um, have started this little team called Sack Lunch PDX. Yeah. We are soon to have an at Sack Lunch PDX. Right now we are still hashtag Sack Lunch PDX. Um, but what we are doing is um, we are riding our bikes 300 miles in three days in May uh, for an event called Chef Cycle, which benefits No Kid Hungry, uh, which is a uh, nationally known nonprofit uh, that feeds children. Uh, they advocate for school food, school breakfast, school lunch. Um, so we are working toward that. I guess for, for people that don't, who haven't heard you before, don't know who you are. You are a chef. I am a chef. Um, here and here and about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am the chef of a soon to be open restaurant called Jack Rabbit in uh, Southwest Portland. Sweet. Congratulations. I'm excited for you about that. I am super excited about that. It's I think there was a little, well, I don't even know. I remember we, when you were on the first show, after we got drunk on uh, <laughs> Cobb Salad, uh, Bloody Mary's. Um, That's right. I forgot about yeah. that. I'm not sure if you even knew then. Like, you sort of were like, well, this, you know, something's happening. Like, you know, because I know around that time is when that restaurant sort of opened and was announced, like, it's 2016. Yeah, give or take. Um, it, it was a possibility back then, and it was definitely not a... It was nothing back then. It was, yeah, it was, it was an idea. It was a dream. It was a whisper, if it's you will. It's so cool that it's happened, too. And yeah, it was very much a... It was the most exciting thing that had come across me in a very long time. I mean, in the last three years, when I was still working at Chris King, I, I got a lot of opportunities. I got the opportunity to be the, the executive chef at Airbnb and the executive chef on a super yacht in the Mediterranean. And both those jobs would have been more money than I could have possibly made in my entire life. Um... But it just, I knew it wasn't going to be for me. Mm -hmm. And this was the first thing that I heard about that I thought was exciting. That's awesome. And for a long time, it was very much a will it or won't it kind of thing. And then as of September 2016, it was a, oh shit, it's happening right now. And you got to be ready for this. And so I figured it out. And here we are now, almost, we're about a month from opening. Did you find a new... Um you were looking for like a line chef or like a sous chef. Do you find that guy yet, or girl? Uh, or girl? I have I have been scouring. Yeah. For all of those people, and now I think I'm just two people short. Um, but my sous chef is uh, going to be my ex sous chef from Clyde Common, uh, Anthony Wilkie, and he's amazing. Uh, my pastry chef uh, Julie Cogley, I have taken from Blue Hour, and she's amazing. Um, we've got an an awesome team. I'm Who's psyched. playing two guard? <laughs> Who do you got on point guard? To be determined, still. <laughs> to be determined. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it must, it's nice to have a team that guys you've already worked with, too, <clears> I'm sure. Yeah, half of them I have worked with. Half of them I'm inheriting from the restaurant that was formerly there, uh, which was called Portaterra. Um, and, and everyone is super excited. Um, my boss, Chris Cosentino from San Francisco, came up last week, and everyone got a chance to meet him. And uh, he's got a little bit of an infectious personality. He gets really excited about everything. Mm -hmm. So after everybody meets him, Everyone's like, let's open tomorrow. Yeah. Let's get this thing done. This sounds like the most exciting thing ever. So let, let's start cooking. And uh, it, it's cool to be with a team that's that's that into what we're doing right now. And it's in the Hilton? Is that correct? So it's in a newly branded hotel called the Dunaway in Southwest Portland. It formerly okay. was the Hilton Executive Tower okay. on Southwest 6th. Um, now it is known as the Dunaway, totally rebranded and uh, very exciting. That's cool. Yeah. It's going to be pretty neat. You do like jalapeno poppers and stuff? They're so good. You have no idea. We definitely make them from scratch. <laughs> you have to. Or your heart's not in it. Exactly. Yeah. 
tell me about the sack lunch thing because I know I know that was a uh, that just happened this weekend. Yeah. And the Chef Cycle PDX is it sort of like a mini nabs? I didn't get a chance to go, so that's why I had. It was to... a very mini nabs. Yeah. It was How a nabs mini... used to be maybe. It was a mini nabs in the sense of like some bikes you really liked and some bikes you're like I don't know if I like that one kind of a thing. Yeah. So our particular show was I sort of came up with this idea a couple weeks ago where it was like all right so we we got to raise money how do we do that. And doing what I've done the last three years, I said, let's have a bike show. Yeah. I'm like, all the chefs that are out, and we managed to get these 15, 12 people together. Let's show off the bikes. Because um, every one of us pretty much has a has a neat little ride. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get a bunch of bike stands. Let's put it in a really cool space. And let's sort of treat it like an art show a little bit. Um, so Plaza del Toro was cool enough to donate the space. John Gorham, uh, who is riding the event. It's very exciting to have him with us. Um, did a bunch of food. Um, I did a bunch of food. Lardo uh, contributed as well. Urban Farmer and uh, Ned Lud, uh all made a bunch of food. Rogue gave us some beer. Uh, Groschel oh, cool. Sellers gave us some wine. And we uh, and actually the coolest one of the coolest parts about this is uh, DJ Bonix, who is uh, Wiz Khalifa's DJ. Okay, came out and donated a couple hours of his of his time. Oh, that's super rad. And nailed it. Oh my god, I'm like in love with this guy right now. Yeah. It's amazing. He is he did, in Portland now? Or is he... he just moved to Portland. Oh, that's awesome. He's in fact you should do a you should do a podcast with him and I'll definitely connect you. He's one of the coolest people I've ever met. There's so many good musicians. That'd be awesome. Yeah. He's a great dude. <clears throat> yeah. He um <clears throat> he sounds like there's a couple a couple of people play last night. I guess like the band Run the Jewels played in town and like the DJ came out and played it just went to some uh, bar and like started playing after they already played wherever in, in town. Nice. Yeah, I like that. Portland has that still. Yeah, the uh, the Louis C.K. show at uh, the arcade a couple weeks ago. How was that? Uh, I didn't go. Oh no! I heard about it the day after, of course. I was like, that, mm. like I wish I could have just been there for that. That would have been amazing. Yeah, it's cool to have such a little scene like that. Yeah, and comedy is so fun. Uh, if you're going, if you're interested in comedy, there's a. Uh, a Valentine's Day show at the comedy club at Helium. Okay. That should be probably the funniest, one of the funnier comedians coming into town, like that's, that comes into Portland, like from LA area. Nice. So funny. Yeah. Courtney and I are going, but I think it's going to be hilarious because he's going to be ripping probably people apart, like in the, you know, like oh, couples. Oh my God. It's so frightening. I was like, we got to get there get a seat. So we're like off to the side. So we're like yeah. out of an eye shot. Or maybe front and center, so you know where your relationship's going at that point, you know? Totally. I would just hold up a sign and say, like, no, like, please, no. Like, don't, don't do it. Oh, man, that would just that would just make it worse. So this is this guy that roasts, he's like, writes for all the roasts, like, for the... Oh, nice. Yeah. All that, the comedy central roasts. He's one of those people, so he's really good at it. Sure. Yeah. Cool. I'm not going to plug him, because I'm already plugging enough here. I don't need to. <laughs> Royalty free. Sure. <laughs> What got you into doing the the uh, the sack lunch program, and it uh, goes straight. To, so what? Where does it go? Like what is? How does that work? And it goes to. The, I know it goes to the kids. Yes. Is it just local Portland, or are we talking? This is a nationwide? this is nationwide. So yeah. very long story short, I'll give you the brief history of my involvement. Last year, the power half hour. Yeah, the power half hour. Last year, uh, my Chris Cosentino. It was you know we were talking, and he said you got to do this event. He's like you got to raise this much money, go on this ride. It's a great cause. Let's do it. So I did it last year, and I didn't realize what a thing it was. Not only to you know ride 300 miles, which I had never done before. I had never even done a century before, and to experience that was 
you learn a lot about yourself in 100 miles. <laughs> yeah. A lot about your, and everyone else you're around. You learn a lot about them, too. Um, but then also the fundraising aspect of it and really learning um, about that and where the money goes and how it, what it does mm-hmm. is really the, the, the biggest part of it. Um, flash forward eight months. Um, they asked me to do it again. I said, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Let's yeah. do this. And, and they asked me to see if I could sign up some other Portland people. So I asked around and I, you know, the last three years doing my, my bike chef thing in Portland, I knew a lot of chefs that rode bikes and I, you know, started asking around, you know, two weeks later, I've got 15 people and, you know, they're referring to me as team captain of, of this team, which at the time we were calling like team PDX. And, um, we were, you know, like, I was like, we, we were cool with this. I'm like, we're not just team PDX. Um, so I called upon a graphic designer friend of mine in California, and I was like, "I need a name. What do we do?" And, and we had a lot of, we had a lot of names. We had a lot of stuff. Uh, so that's the fun part. And then you get too many. We're like, "What? What are we gonna call it?" And that was sort of thing. It sort of like came to a vote. Yeah, you can't call that. It's like, what do we do? It's like, are we the PDX Chefs Collective? No, that's like sounds a little weird. Like, and we thought about Hotline. That sounds like it would have like four albums. Hotline would exactly. be like have like a four album deal. Well, so many people were like, what does it mean? Like on the phone? And I was like, that could be it. You know, or, you know, they're like, oh, like a pace line. I'm like, that could be it. You know, it's like, oh, like a hotline, like a kitchen. And so we went through all that. And then we had a team behind with an exclamation point, which, because uh, that's what you say in a kitchen when you're behind somebody, you're automatically just like, whenever you're around someone, you just say behind. Mm-hmm. And then it worked out because we're all not in fitness per se yeah um so you know falling behind and all that and then all of a sudden uh our friend came up with how about sack lunch and then immediately everyone was just that's it that's the one sack lunch so uh he designed a logo for us we have a jersey coming and uh that became our identity i did a little bit of kitchen time dishwashing mostly and then i got up to like grilling steaks like they're like we need a steak person i could do it you know i got called up but one of the, the chefs, he when he came behind you, he would get really close to your ear and he would go, coming on your back. It was like in different, all different ways. And, oh, it yeah. was, and it took maybe like three or four months. So I was just like, oh, excuse me. I was just like, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. And so finally I knew like not, it wasn't that he was just going behind me, but he was fucking with me hard. And I was so oblivious until I finally got it. And I was like. Ew. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> coming coming on your behind was one of my favorites. <laughs> coming on your behind. That was one of my big ones at Glad Common and, and until some people complained. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty good. That's just kitchen fun though. Like that's a straight Yes. You know. Oh, it's a good time. Because you're going crazy in there. You're you ne- <clears throat> I've never worked that hard ever. Yeah. I mean it's it's a bitch of a job. Um, but we're all there because we care and we love it. So we're we're trying to make the, the best of it and we're trying to have some fun while we do it. Yeah. Speaking of fun, cheers. How are you doing over there? I'm, I'm living the dream. I think we're like, we got we could do a 10-minute podcast here. <laughs> we could do three a day. <laughs> I, try and, I try and keep it quick. I'm, I'm efficient like that. Yeah. It's really good to see. I'm just, I really wanted to talk about that stuff. Didn't want to... Um, Morning up, Um now that we got that out of the way, so you're riding a little bit more, a little bit less? Um, right now, I'm trying to ride a little bit more, as much as I can, uh, more than I thought I was going to be able to right now. So um, right now... The weather's great. Yeah. <laughs> I love when it says heavy rain. That's my favorite. Um, but yeah, and, and I'm trying to really, because I've, I've been riding 
for a long time, and a lot of these guys are are recent. So I'm trying to really instill onto them what 300 miles is, and, and it's not a race by any means. So yeah, but even just getting that far in a day, what do you do? Multiple stage, multiple it, day. I mean, yeah, three days, hundred miles a day. Yeah, it's not just the first hundred either. Like the third day, or trying to do two centuries in a row. Right. You're like, nah, because you just wake up the next day, like, I don't even want to. The second day is what (laughs) broke me. Uh, Day one was like, I got done, and it was like, my back hurts. And, you know, as long as I, like, don't drink tonight, stretch out. Bananas. Chill out, a lot of bananas, did the ice bath, did the whole deal. And I felt okay. The next day, mile 70, I I blew up in a way that I've never blown up to the point where I was angry. Yeah. Like, I was angry at everything. Yeah, why do it? Exactly. Yeah. And to the point where I had this internal battle where it was, all right, the car can come pick me up right now. Right. Yeah, were you ever, like, let the kids starve? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't care about it. Like, you get so cynical. You're like, fucking kids. Exactly. It was a a hard thing. And then, you know, we finally got to the last peak of the day. We were at, like, and for us, you know, 5,000 feet of elevation and 100 miles is a big deal. For some people around here, it's nothing. Yeah. Um, but by the time we got to the last peak, it was like, this better be done yeah. at this point. And it went from, I remember this very distinctly. It, my Garmin said it was 107 degrees. And then we got over the top of the hill and we got to the other side and it was 65 <laughs> Oh, yeah, because it could do that on you. It yeah. totally change. And I was dying. Oh. And we only had like 10 miles to go, and it was the longest 10 miles of my life. But uh did finish, and it, it was it was really, it was it was awesome. It was one of those days that, that you remember right. pretty clearly. Yeah, it was good. That's awesome. It and then really it seems like you, you did a third day. And, and day three was almost awesome, because at that point, everyone is just, we're done. Like one this. more day. Yeah. One more day. Let's all push each other. Let's all have some fun with this. Yeah. And uh, it got to the point where everyone, they let everyone like catch up 20 miles out from the finish. Do a roll in. Yep. And then nice. everyone did this big roll in. And, and while we were waiting, everyone had some beer and, and uh, it was it was great. What's crazy though, after day three of doing that, you're almost like, we might as well just do day four. We might as well keep going because now you're like in, the, you, you probably would make gains. Yeah. You can just really get into like a little tour, like do four more days and be like, I'm in it. The next morning, I did go out for a ride. You have to almost, right? Yeah. yeah. If I didn't, it would have been it would have been rough. I remember that night finishing up, up, and I was sitting at dinner, uh, and I was falling asleep at the table. I I just I could not keep it together. And the next morning, I said, "Well, I I got to keep working on this now." Mm-hmm. And then coming back to Portland after that, you know, riding with the normal group that I ride with. It was like clearly gains had been made. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm like, I can be a little bit fast now. Like, yeah, like this is this That's is really cool. awesome, and it's for a good cost. Yeah, so then you're like doing it for the kids. The last twenty miles, you're like, we did it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But one of the longest rides I've gone on is like 132 mile uh, Mount Shasta Century. It's like a four climb, four climb day. Yeah. You end up climbing up Mount Shasta, uh, like driveway to the lodge the like last climb to like where that's where the food is right and you're like uh, like that's like a th- and i think it's right around like a 30 mile or 24 mile like driveway oh and you're dying <clears throat> I'm, i remember going to super deep in my head you know you lose yourself you're yeah. like i can't do anything why did i why am i al- like why am i alive right like you're you get straight into each muscle you like go 20 miles without looking up because right. you're just at, in your tire you know it was like <clears throat> one of those super hot days 
and we were riding with a pretty chill group of guys. There was one super strong guy that was a racer out of um, that area, Mount Shasta area, Shasta town. Sure. This dude, uh, uh, Sean Doyle. He's like, was he's like, this one guy was calling him Frog. He was like, oh, we're gonna draft Frog Legs Doyle. Wait till he gets here. And I was like, they call him Frog Legs Doyle. <laughs> so we sat on wheel after wheel. I was the very last, just holding on on like my first road bike. This is like one of my first before I got into the you know could afford nicer stuff or started saving right long story short uh one of the guys was like i'm doing it on a bike friday oh and those things are awesome you know and he just totally did it like it fit it was perfectly fit and he just did it on the on the small wheels whoa so we were in the flats on this wind like it was super windy and frog legs the wheel is pulling and uh he's sort of pulling at a pace that can keep up you know like that we can keep up right a super troop like train goes by like s- some like heavies and they like came around us and no one even was like, I'm going to jump on that. You right. Know? And I didn't even know about jumping on yet. I was just trying to like stay in- on the back. So up with the super group comes a guy on like a, a sit down recumbent and he, <laughs> and he's like drafting perfect and motoring. Right. And he sees our group. So he's going to like come like remora onto us, you know? So as they're passing, he he comes up alongside of my buddy who's on behind. It's like Frog Legs Doyle, a Bike Friday, and then me. And then right coming up on the, on the I guess on the left side. A motley crew. As they, as they pass, the recumbent guy turns to the Bike Friday dude and is like, you're a real inspiration. Like it was like this like hillbilly guy. And my friend got so pissed. He was like, fuck you. Like he got so upset because he was looking down at the, he was like, I hate recumbent dudes. Right. So he like takes like a hard left and goes get double yellow line and then gets out and starts like attacking the group that was like passing us. So then he was on the bike Friday the recumbent dude just blew up. He was just like, oh, shit, and just, like, backed off because he was, like, the whole, every, it started going. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. And re- the Bike Friday guy, like, went for it and, like, county-lined it and, like, got over, like, broke away. We were like, holy shit. It pissed him off that much. He oh, was that's like, so good. I'll show you. A couple do frog legs went after him. And then I, I just got blown out. It was just like, Whoa. Yeah. And then eventually it was, like, side-by-side where we come a guy like, right. where's the closest store? I was like, <laughs> exactly. when did we get to stop? He was just like, follow me. <laughs> it was, like, probably the best, the epic, most epic break I'll ever be in. You know? Oh, that's awesome. It was, like, my pro Peloton story. Oh, God, I'll never forget that. I threw up. I ate like a huge hoagie and slugged a V8 right in there like. Oh, I man. Like, oh, I'm going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. totally make it. Definitely what you want when you're riding that much yeah. is a V8. At one point, uh, well, I, every time I go on climbs that I can barely get up, you know, I wanted to always do this like GoPro skit of my Garmin saying like five miles per hour three miles per hour, <laughs> two miles per hour, and then just flash Pilates. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just like in a track stand, just like, <laughs> not going anywhere. <laughs> oh, I hate riding. I mean, I love bike riding. Every time I go out, I'm like, I love it. Oh, bikes Cycle- are dumb. Cycling's. They're the- so dumb. Yeah. There's so many things that I could be doing with my time that is better than that. How are they legal? Like, you can, you're still allowed to go do that to like go for it. I don't know. It's weird. I'm addicted. I'll mm-hmm. give it that. I mean, I can't quit. Yeah. Without but. bikes. <clears throat> Yeah. Shit. You, oh, so you gave away a bike too. I noticed that that the chef's table there was like a super nice painted. Yeah. So we um, free Cielo and Chris King uh, were cool enough to give us a couple bikes. Actually, they gave us the Team Dream Team uh, Cielo Base Racer, mm-hmm. and they gave us the uh, Ten Speed Hero. Yeah. Um, 
CLO road racer disc to uh, auction off for a charity. So the, the first event we did, we uh, raffled that one off to a woman who could not have been more deserving. Oh, yeah. Uh, she was so excited. I have, a, I have a bunch of pictures of it. She was so psyched, like, had no idea this was right. coming. It changed her life. Yeah. And uh, How do you do the size thing? Uh, we were like, this is it. This is a medium. You know, if you win it, you win it. If you want to pass it on to somebody else, so okay. be it. Like, this is it. There's only one in the world. I almost thought, like, you just, like, Oscar just slaps one together, and then you go, like, glass slipper. You're like, if, if, if your measurements, you know, like, you're just measuring people's arms. <laughs> it's like, meant to be. Yeah, this is for you. You're like, it's sorry, it just won't fit you. No, and, and fortunately enough, like, it was perfect. Oh, yeah. It was pretty perfect. That's so, what I am. So we're auctioning off online the 10-Speed Hero CLO in March, uh, which will be on uh, chefcycle.org. And uh, that'll that'll auction off at the end of the month. And then in April, uh, we're auctioning off a brand-new custom Argonaut. Oh, wow. Yeah. How is Ben? Do you get to see him? We chat every once in a while. Yeah. He's um, super busy down there. In yes, he is. He, he is. He's making a lot of bikes right now. It's, yeah. it's pretty insane. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> yes, killing it. Um, yeah, he's making me another bike for this event in May. And I'm, I'm excited to go down to Ben. If, you ever, if you're making a trip down there, you should, we should go together because I would totally talk to Ben for a little bit. He would. He'd be a good one. Yeah, he'd be a really good one. I'd give Boone a mic too. Just set him up. Oh, like, that that would be. He'd be like. He'd be the uh, uh, McMahon. Yeah. Of the whole thing. He'd yeah. Be great. What else is going on? So, um, we got five minutes. Okay. This is awesome. I think I like this format. Like, oh, this is the way it's got to be. The quick yeah. fire. It's the perfect. Yeah. Why drag it out? Well, sometimes I have dinner and shit ready for people. Like Jake Tong and I get like candles and like kimchi, and are just like, well. Well, now I feel like I was robbed because I really wanted candles. And you kimchi. got the cob salad, Bloody Mary last time. All right, right? that's fair. Yeah, that's I fair. was gonna cook. I was like, man, I'll do mussels or something. We're, let's do a summertime show. Absolutely, a cook show. Maybe we do it outdoors. Yeah, oh, I can't wait for outdoors. I feel like I feel like maybe we should we should bring a couple chefs in. That was our like idea originally yeah. was to, to bring a couple people yeah, in. Yeah, we totally do that. And I would I think there's a bunch of people who would be hilarious at something like this. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah, cooks are wise asses for the most part. Yeah, they're pretty funny. I'm excited to talk to some cooks. Yeah, yeah, and some dishwashers. Oh, that's another one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that'd be a whole different program. You almost want to start with the dishwashers. Just work your way up. Almost the best job in the world, I would I think for me because. Especially if you're in, if you're in the groove washing dishes, you're killing it in a good restaurant with good food. You always get like a someone will call you in the walk in and be like, "Shot, you're doing a shot like on a special night." Be like, "Come on in," and you're like, "Here's something for you because you're just washing dishes. You have no responsibility, right? You know, and you can go headphones, podcast, crank it out, and oh. then be like, pinky in the potatoes, and be like, "I'm out of here." <laughs> <laughs> like, don't do that. Those, you can't do that. Those were good days. I so before I, I started working at Claude Common back in two thousand nine, I had never been a dishwasher, and there were a couple of days where people had called out, and there was nobody else to to tag in, so I did it. It's a job that has to get done. Yeah, so I would I would end up jumping in there, and to the point where a couple of my cooks were like, "Were you ever a dishwasher before?" And I was like, "No, tell me everything, <laughs> please, because I'm I'm an idiot right now." And. Uh, a couple of guys like showed me what to do. Yeah. And after that, it's like, this is the best job ever. I'm like, I love this right now. There's no, you have zero, because at any point you could be like, you know what? 
I'm fucking out of here. And they'd be <laughs> like, it happens every week. So you're like, fuck, another one just bounced. And you're like, exactly. And it is, it is the hardest job in a restaurant. And oh, I, it is. I appreciate all of them so much. Yeah. It's like a, you're a technician, an unsung hero. Right. For sure. Oh, me and this waitress. Holy shit. <laughs> I would be dishwashing and I would try to keep it like the spray would be key. So I'd spray everything down almost oh, yeah. extra. So when I ran it through the machine, it was like no reruns. Right. But we only had one track. So it was like a nice stainless steel trough, but it all fed into the machine because it was all plumbed and like slanted. Right. And I had like a meeting, you know, like we had like those, you, you come in at like 11 and like everyone gets prepped and then you start building up and you have your things you're going, you know. Right. We have the meeting. I was like, I like to say something like, could you girls please like don't dump the coffees or I have like a thing for the coffee mugs, put it in the plot, like the rubber bit container so it doesn't get in my water. And this one girl would come in and just the, it would be so busy that you had no time to even talk. You're just like, what, what going? Right. And she'd like, look and be like looking around all like super contrived and then looking in the eye and be like. Flunk and fucking <laughs> spill the coffees in, and you just see it run down like poop. You'd be like, "No, no water." You'd be like, "Ugh," you know. So it got so bad that at one point she like turned around and did it, and I just took the spray hose and was just like, "Kapow!" Like sprayed her with the sprayer, and just like got her soaked. Oh, love it! And it was like, boom, and like Friday night, and she had no change of clothes, and like she went out there and like. She had to, just like, dripping. figure out. She, they went hair dryer on it. Like, she was oh, so mad. Man. I got pulled aside. The, the cook was like, look, I know that you've been wanting to do that forever. <laughs> He's like, everybody's wanting to do that. He's like, you can't. You can't do it. And I was like, I'm so sorry, but she's driving me crazy. Well, the fun part for me was, like, that's where all the gossip happened was back there. And I would just be working. I wouldn't, I wouldn't look up. <laughs> and, like, everyone sort of forgot for a second that I was the manager. Right. So I would just be in the machine. I'd be doing my stuff. And, like, two servers would come back. And one of them would just be like, you know, Jimmy's fucking the manager, right? And I would just look over. Holy shit. Just not, no reaction. Just keep going. And, like, listen to the story. And it was just, it was amazing. Just, yeah. I learned so much in those three days. Right. You're like undercover. Yeah. Owners should do that. Just be like, oh, I'm going to come in. To be, to be fair, the owner of Clyde Common did wash dishes. Oh, yeah. He did everything in that restaurant. He was a good dude. Yeah. He really, he really. You have to it. like keep a, the beat of your business or if you're not oh, yeah. in it, you know, almost what, what a great position to like build it up. It's running. And then to be the dishwasher and be like, okay, now I'm back on the bottom. Like. Not on the bottom per se, but no, you're but just you know in, what? A, in a in a grunt position. That, that, like, this that is a gained hard him spot. so much respect. Oh fuck yeah! You know, from me and then from everyone else, it's like oh, okay, he's he's down to earth. He's not one of the jerk owners batters. who just leaves. You ever do that? The shrimp flick. The shrimp flick it sounds it's, filthy. It does. Cooks are weird, man. Oh, I know. Cooks are super weird. I get tagged in the side of the head with like a shrimp would just be like, I'd be like, what? Like, <laughs> you're like, what are you doing? You're like wasting food. I think it's like a prerequisite it. for the job is you have to be a little bit weird. You can just be like, taste that. You're like, oh, it hits the floor. You're still like, oh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can even hack it anymore. I helped my, my friend paint their uh, room the other day and I was like, it felt like I went to uh, like a, a, uh, like CrossFit class. Oh, I was so sore from painting like a baby's room. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like this room is 10 square feet. Yeah. How did this happen? Oh man. So what do you, what, so what do you got next? Or is there anything else going on in, in the immediate future? In the immediate future? No, we're looking to open the restaurant on uh, March 10th. So, so keep an eye out for that for sure. There's going to um, be no seats. How do you get in on that night? Do you get, you have to know somebody? Uh, you, you might need to know somebody. 
but uh, just show up because there's there's plenty of seats in the restaurant. We're we're 150 seats. Oh god! So uh, and we're doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So uh, any meal period, you know, everyone should should come on by and check us out. Yeah. Um, and really, we're all just building toward toward this event. So we've got a number of dinners coming up too. Uh, we're doing a dinner with the American Lamb Board at um, Elder Hall, attached to Ned Ludd in April, and uh, a couple other events. We're auctioning off the bikes, like I said, and we're all building toward toward this thing. Um, and it's we're we're really looking to try and beat all the other teams out as far as fundraising goes. So yeah, it's a good group of people, and and we're psyched to do it. That's super awesome. Well, I'm excited you've been so busy and everything's been working out, man. It's really good to see. Yeah, it's uh, it's it was a, it was a crazy three years, and uh, I am I am psyched to have moved on to the next uh, the next program. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. All right, let's get out of here. We got things to do. We gotta go save a cat. <laughs> it was so good to have you, man. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Puck Fortland again for uh, the, the probably the first show we'll be able to get up officially for this year. All right. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. All right. Cheers. I don't know if we're going to do the same uh, intro kind of thing, but you want to just do one just in case like, hey, you tell me. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, do uh, do the same thing like, hey, uh, what is it? Yeah, Jackrabbit. Yeah. Yeah. So what's you have to remind me. I was trying to think something funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's Kingsley's. You're Kingsley, hopping along. It's Kingsley's GoFundMe. At, <laughs> we started GoFundMe today. Really? Yeah. It's been, it's like, we like, it's serious. We like went in there and we're like, <clears throat> yeah, whatever it, you know, like, what is he going to need? And they're like, well, here's the bill. And you're like, oh yeah, it's a vet. You know what I mean? It's sort of like when you go to get your hair cut at a nice place, you're like, oh, it is 30 bucks. Oh, yeah. You know? So they, like, jumped on you. They were just like, and then we have to bring them to, like, the emergency overnight place. And we're like, how much is that? They're like, the same price. You're just like, fuck. So you can't, what do you do with life, you know? That's challenging. Mm -hmm. But we're figuring out. But GoFundMe sort of seemed like it would help, you know? Some people have already been, like, reached out and be like, hey, here's a little bit to help. But shit. What do you do? If for the record, thank God we're still recording. For the record, if I <laughs> if I get sick and need like even like sixty bucks, just go just fund me. Her- no, <laughs> I would say just massive dose of heroin. Like, do not spend a dollar. Just be like, let's have let's go roll a big something big drugs and party and be like, let's just jump off. Maybe go tell the guy at Yosemite I want to do base jumping and then just never pull it. Be just like, do a Viking funeral. Yeah. Like we're gonna die. <laughs> right. Just try to do like a manual off of Yosemite. Be like, oh, I got love it. it. Because you're not like, don't spend any money on me. It's not like, it's not really worth it. I would go find you for that. Yeah. Just so you know. Oh, thanks. Like, I'd be there. Yeah, well, now I don't want to jinx myself. <laughs> Got the stitch in my side. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, we'll cut that part out. Uh, just do a, uh, hey, this is Kristen Minow. Um, I guess this would be volume three, volume three of the Puck Fortland podcast. Oh, damn. Maybe throw that in. But okay. Year number three. So, Kristen Minow from Jackrabbit. Okay. And you're listening to volume three of the Puck Fortland podcast. Before I, before I do that, do you have any more of the good stickers? No. <sighs> I lost mine. I can get them made. And I do want it. If you get them made again, don't forget about yeah. me. I want to do a new, another good kit. That was cool. I wasn't able. I didn't jump on it the first time, you know, because also white and all this. It's not great. It was mixed up, yeah. Uh, but it was cool. Yeah, that was really fun. But you're just like it's expensive. Yeah, I get it. 
you end up you never end up making like your money back it's always like you have a few records left over you have, like i had arm warmers and like people were like you know what i don't like it you're like oh yeah no thanks. i get that i needed woman small we <laughs> exactly <laughs> we uh we had a little project going for a minute called shred factory and we're still working on oh, yeah. it a little bit um but like i have so many t-shirts in my house right now yeah and it's like all men's xl and women's smalls yeah and I have nothing else in between. It's like, what do I do? I know. I want to do something cool. I don't know how to bring back the, the fun of it. Like that was just sort of the fun to see if I can do it. But I want to do something that you're like, oh shit, the funny's back. Or yeah. Like the super funny or something that you're like, oh no, that's ridiculous. They did it. Like it's done. That's sort of what we were trying to do with Shred Factory a little yeah, bit. It's it just hard. sort of fizzled because we both had lives. It's hard. Me and my partner yeah. David. But um, and after the whole South by Southwest fucking fanatics, you can't even say anything anymore without right. everyone being like, oh, I'm not too sure if I like that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you're just like, maybe that's the funny. Maybe you try to make something that's so bland. It's like, I don't know. Or just so you're like, I hope it doesn't. It's very American Gothic. <sighs> something like yeah. that. This is where the whiskey just kicked in. So now can, like, <laughs> this is where hour three comes from. You're like, and then one time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Chris the Minnow, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Let's just end it right there. I'm going to get it, going to get it, going to get it, boy, boy. I'm going to get it, going to get it, going to get it, boy, boy. I'm going to get it, going to get it, going to get it, boy, boy. I'm going to get it, going to get it, going to get it, boy, boy. I'm going to get it, going to get it, going to get it, boy, boy. I'm going to get it, going to get it, going to get it. My team put me on so you know I'm running with it. My feet so strong and I'm on it. My head to the sky, got my chest sticking out. See the cushion, my eyes. Need my wallet on drugs, never made birds fly. But I gotta get success before the day I die. I'm gonna get it damn right. I'm